Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm SelectBet and as ever I'm joined by Greg for a look ahead to this week's best bet in Scotland. How's it going Greg? Good afternoon, I'm doing well thank you, I'm good. Good, good and we're delighted to be joined for the first time this season on the Scottish Betting Podcast by David Wellison. How's it going David? Going well, yeah. I've had to brush up in my Scottish football. <laughs> some of the some of the team names, can't try to remember them. We are also recording the Norwegian podcast with you, David. So a double head up uh, today. Uh, that will be available on our uh, usual podcast channel. So if anyone's listening, make sure you tune in for that as well. But yeah, David, you've been keeping abreast of the, the Scottish game, obviously. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I think if if I. Uh... If I watch any other football in Norwegian, it's the Scottish football. So uh, yeah, still still enjoying it, and uh, obviously you guys in the group chat keep me keep me entertained with the St Mirren and St Johnson chat. Obviously contrasting contrasting emotions currently between the St Johnson and St Mirren fans, but uh, yeah, I keep abreast of it. Yeah, we'll get to that shortly. Greg, we did ask Div to come on on a flying high, but I don't know if he's sober these days or not. No, he's in a constant party mode, I think, yeah. at the moment, and that will remain until they drop into the bottom six, I think. <laughs> Which could be a while, could be a while. Yes. Um, so we've got a full card this week, Greg. Uh, let's have a wee recap of last weekend's bets, if you don't mind. Yeah, another excellent weekend in Scotland last weekend. We started off on Friday night with Patrick Thistle, who robbed home to a 4-0 hammering of air. Uh, we had Thistle at 7-5, went off at 5-4. And this was scored two goals, which landed very, very easily. Uh, I think that went off at evens. And on to Saturday, Montrose. What a sight. Absolutely thrashed Edinburgh City, but I still can't believe we got 10 to 11 on yeah. that one. And as you said last week, the, the bookies week after week are providing us with some real opportunities here, down to their neglect of understanding the Scottish League. So that was in. And East Fife, another one, 65. At home to Clyde, uh, that kind of gets their season off and running. And Ross County bet builder on the corners angle. I think they hit seven corners and double chance in their home match for Livingston. And obviously Aberdeen v Hibs. We obviously talked a lot about that match. Two managers under pressure. But yeah. if we had to pick one based on the home form and Hibs Hearts being at home, sorry, then Hearts I think won that at eleven to ten. And Hibs managed to avoid defeat. In Nick Montgomery's first game as well. I think we said that we wouldn't back against Hibs in that match on that point. It was his first game in charge. They'll be a bit disappointed they didn't win that, having gone 2 0 up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were talking about the bookies there, maybe mispricing games. I think something that's noticeable also, Greg, is just how early, certainly about 365, are pricing up some of these games now. They really are, yeah. They've got next weekend's um, Scottish games already up for next weekend. So yeah. well ahead, never usually this organised bet thesis no. five, but hopefully they keep it up and keep preventing us with mistakes. Yeah, could provide uh, a few options for us even earlier <laughs> than we normally get our bets <laughs> on if they're, if they're up this price. But yeah, plenty to look forward to this weekend. Let's get stuck into it. We've got uh, an early kickoff at Livingston. It's Livingston v Celtic. Um, Livy's only defeat so far this season has come at Ibrox. Uh, and uh, Tony Macaroni, Almondvale, whatever you want to call it, it's always proven a tough ground for Celtic to go to, David. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the history, but I feel like um, every time I've watched Celtic play at Livingston, that they've struggled. The pitch is usually bone dry. It always seems to be windy. and They always seem to be coming off the back of a European game on a Saturday lunchtime or something. So, yeah, I, I feel like this is a, a bit of a banana skin for Celtic. They've not really got going this season, I don't think. They've not yeah. really I don't think under Rogers they've looked as fluid as they did under Postacoglu. So yeah, I think um yeah, it's a game I think the last time they, they went there they did win three 0 Um and their yeah, the last two they've won there, but before that they did lose one 0 and um I think it's it's definitely got the potential for a tough, tough uh, afternoon. It has, and it's off the back of yet another European defeat, Greg, uh, final midweek. I think Celtic kind of played reasonably well first half, lost that late goal just on the, the stroke of half time, ended up losing 2-0, going down to nine men, probably quite pleased to get away from Rotterdam with just a 2-0 defeat. Yeah, it could have been a hammering, couldn't it? I think obviously Feyenoord had a couple of goals disallowed, missed a penalty, but that goal right on half time is a killer. And it's something that Celtic do quite a lot to sides. So 
not that I want to see Celtic lose in Europe, but it's nice to see them get a piece of their own medicine sometimes. St. Johnson fan. <laughs> I thought actually, I thought Joe Hart was really poor for the for the goal in half time. I think he, when the ball goes round the, the wall like that, it's either he set up the wall wrong or he should save far. it. Um, yeah, I just I just think it's a really poor bit of goalkeeping. Yeah. If they go in it now, now and they've got a right good chance. But, yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't recall both Rangers and Celtic starting the season so poorly. Like they're getting the job done domestically, but I think as David said, they're far from convincing at the moment, are they? Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think you're right, David. I think the proverbial banana skin um, is the right phrase for this weekend's Livingston at eight to one. It's a big, big price. I mean, Livy's only defeat so far, as it says, come at Ibrooks. I've got a question for you. How many games did Brendan Rogers win at Almondville first time around? Oh. None. Uh, oh, is it? <laughs> I think one. One. It is none. None. However, wow. however, bit of a trick question. He only played there once. Oh, this <laughs> <laughs> time. Uh, I think I don't think Levy were in the league the first two seasons, and then he drew nil nil um, with Levy in the other game that he, the, the game they actually played there. His other result against Levy was a three one win on the opening day of the, what would be his third season. So yeah, I think this is a tricky one for Celtic. Um, not firing all cylinders, not at full strength, still a few players out. Livy, just doing Livy things, Greg, so far. Oh, I'll tell you what, I've just been looking at the card markets for this match and I've just identified an absolute gem. An absolute gem. Livingston to get two cards is two to five. I know two to five is a short price, but that is banker material. I cannot see Livingston getting through this game without two bookings. They're five to four to hit three cards. So I didn't have anything for this match until about 10 seconds ago. But I think we'll have some sort of cards angle um, for this game on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think we're advocating two to five bets on the podcast, are we, Greg? It's part of a double, yes, we, yes, we can. Yeah. But I think two to five, although it's a short price, a value price doesn't have to be a big price. I do think that two to five is very strong and definitely worth putting into a double or a bet order. Yeah, and John Beaton's the referee, not seen his name or mentioned his name in the podcast for a while. Well, well, fresh off a trip to Azerbaijan <laughs> yes, uh, tonight to, 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 yeah. for the Karabakh versus Molda Europa League game. So he'll be, he'll be tired. He might be tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck to those guys. Uh, one thing that kind of stands out for me again, it's just kind of harking back to how difficult it's been for Celtic to go to Livingston. Uh, Livingston are 8-1 to one to win. Not necessarily sure that will happen, but Libby, uh, just over even money with plus one and a half goals of a start, Greg. Not for me. I think Livingston will make this very difficult for Celtic. And it may, it may very well have its backers, but Celtic are more than capable of scoring three or four goals if they turn up. So I'm always a bit loath to back teams on the handicap at home. I do think Livingston will try and keep it tight. They'll defend. I don't think they'll have much in the way of an attacking threat, Livingston. And that could bode well again for, for Celtic corners. I think we mentioned in last week's podcast, Celtic were 4-5 to five to hit four first-half corners last week. Which they did. Which they did hit five. And this week against Livingston, first-half corners for Celtic, they are 21-20 to 20 to hit four first-half corners. Four to nine to hit three. Again, I think they're two very strong bets, those two. Yeah. David, can I tempt you in on that Libby bet on the handicap? Yeah, it's, it's difficult. As Greg says, I think you never, if Celtic score early, then they could easily rack up three, four. Um, it, it just becomes, it's, it's probably one of those ones, if it's nil nil at half time, you would maybe, you could maybe stick on a live bet that Celtic will only score one goal. Or, or fewer, but I think if they score if they score an early goal, then they could easily rack up a few just if Livingston have to come out. Yeah. Okay. So Greg, maybe a corner angle, maybe a card angle. Definitely a corner or cards angle. I'll be, okay. That'll be shared on the channel today. Okay, certainly something for the listeners to think about. Uh, let's have a look at Dundee v Kelly. Don't have too many notes on this one, but I think Greg probably both teams will see this an opportunity to pick up some points on Saturday. Yeah, Dundee at home especially. I think I don't think they played that badly last week. Celtic Park, they I guess came out of East End of Glasgow unscathed, really three 0 not a humiliating result. And that's always the, the aim when you go to Celtic Park or Ibrox. But at home, just a shade above six to four. Kilmarnock, after that really good start, have kind of fallen off a little bit. 
Yeah. A couple of defeats, and obviously we've uh, done well to get back into things last week at home to to Hibs, but away from home, Kilmarnock last season were a shambles. I think they won once last season, didn't they, on the yeah. road? Yeah. And they really do rely on their home form to, to kind of keep them up the league. Where so, was that? What was that, sorry? Where was that one? That win was at St Mirren? Or was it Motherwell? Can't was remember. it Perth? <laughs> I, I thought it was Perth, to be honest, and I thought you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> but Just forgets every home defeat. <laughs> yeah, out of the mind. They did win at Dundee, albeit Dundee United in the Cup last season. Yeah, they, they only won once in the league away from home, and that was very that was like in the last that was in the bottom six split last round of games, I think. So the ninety five Comarnic. This is quite an easy opportunity for me, this one. I, I could not be back in Comarnic in ninety five away from home. I just think their best work's done at home. Dundee six to four. If I had to pick one here, I would probably go for the home win. But this is easily left alone this match for me. Best left alone. Anything to add to that, David? Yeah, no, I think I think I agree, but I think Dundee are have got a right good chance. They, they've obviously they've got five points this season. They've picked up a home win over Hearts. They drew it home to Motherwell, and they should have beat St Johnson at McDermott Park by all accounts and chucked yep. away a, a two goal lead. So I think Dundee are probably maybe slightly better team. Kelly, as you say, poor, poor away from home. I don't think I don't think it's an unfair price mm. on Dundee. 2.55, whatever that is in your old money, um, I think looks pretty looks pretty fair. Uh, I think I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh, put off by that price at all. Okay, okay. Uh, let's have a look at Hibs v St Johnston, Greg. We trip to the capital for the the Saints fans. Uh, Hibs will, will have been disappointed with that draw at Kelly last week. They were two goals up in Nick Montgomery's first game. Uh, opponents St Johnston still looking for that first elusive win, but I do remember that St Johnston went there and won. Last season at a similar price, I think they were about five to one when they won in Edinburgh last time. We really do enjoy a trip to the capital, yeah. especially to Leith. I, I think I've seen us score maybe thirty last-minute goals at Easter Road. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <Wait, laughs> but I think for me, this one we obviously have a, a trope on the podcast that we um, don't back Hibs at odds on at home. However. Yeah. I think in this scenario and this occasion, I'm fairly confident that we can back Hibs here to win this. Not so much on Hibs's form, more so who they're playing. As you say, it's been a pretty gruesome campaign so far for us. A terrible League Cup campaign. We've got, what, 13, 14 new players. I think Stephen McLean is still trying to work out what his best team's going to be. A lot of new players trying to gel together. I think we've hit the lowest number of shots in the league. We've only scored in one of our, our five league games so far. As David said, Dundee should have beaten us a couple of weeks ago. And we didn't perform that badly against Rangers last week, but pretty toothless in attack. And I just think with Nick Montgomery taking charge of his first home game at Easter Road, I think Hibs and attack pretty decent. They've scored actually two or more goals in four of their five league games this season. Uh, defensively though Hibs have been an absolute shambles but I don't think they've got too much to worry about from us on Saturday and in light of that I just think the 3-5 to five on Hibs to win is a fairly solid bet for the for the Acker Yeah I see Nick Montgomery said that one thing it does have to sort out is Hibs defensively and I suppose if you want to do that David then the best team to be up against is St Johnson Yeah that's true um, since having said that St Johnson's format Easter Road is pretty good like since 2013 so the last 10 years, Hibs have only beat St Johnston twice at Easter Road in the league, um, which is pretty good going for St Johnston, considering Hibs have probably, yeah, maybe not finished above them all those seasons, but definitely been in, in, around the sem- similar league positions. So I think, uh, yeah, the, the odds are far too short for me and Hibs, as, as like we talked about Hibs at home, they're hard to back. But yeah, St Johnston just, St Johnston again, look as if they, they don't know how to score enough goals, um, which seems to be a problem every single year. They've only kept one clean sheet this season, Hibs, and that was at Aberdeen a few weeks ago. So they've, they've conceded in 11 of their 12 matches, including European games, mm-hmm. um, and they've shipped two or more goals in seven of those 12 matches. So, as you say, defensively, Nick Montgomery's got a lot of work to do to cut out these defensive errors and poor defending. Because in attacking sense, 
I think we all agree Hibs are pretty good going forward, no score goals. But this is the, the absolute ideal match for Hibs. We couldn't have picked anyone better to play, in my opinion, um, than St. Johnson. Just in the fact that I don't think we cause teams enough problems going forward. And defensively, we've shipped two or more goals in four of our five games. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Short price. We're going against our own trope, but you reckon Hibs, Hibs, Hibs will win this? Yeah, Hibs will win it. Three to five. Get it in your Yeah. There's also a corner angle that you like. Yeah, so Hibs corners wise have been pretty decent this season. I, I I think as well, St Johnston have conceded a fair few. We've conceded nine, six, nineteen at Celtic Park, six and five. At home, expecting to win. Obviously, we'll try and keep things tight early on, but I do think Hibs will rack up uh, a couple of corners in this match. They usually do against us at home, and I think for them to win the corners match bet is is worth backing, and that's part of a double at Aberdeen on Sunday. Yeah, uh, we'll come on to the Aberdeen game very shortly, but arguably the remaining game on Saturday is game of the weekend. St Mirren v Hearts, who'd have thought it? Um, Saints, one of only two be- unbeaten teams uh, in the top flight, sitting second. And this is no split territory for Saints fans, Greg. Well, I, th- I believe there's a few passports being dusted out. Oh, that's a bit... The mid-80s since there was last year, European action in Paisley. But what a start to the season they've had. Really, really good. Last weekend against Motherwell, I know Motherwell were missing kind of five or six key players, but that's the sort of results that get you top six. And in yeah. Europe, bending yeah. out a really difficult place to go. Motherwell's home form, fantastic. A 1-0 win. Five bookings for St. Mirren. I don't think it was pretty, but they got the win and it's keeping them right up there. And again, at home, we speak time and time again about Hearts as a wee record. It's abysmal, absolutely abysmal. And anyone back in Hearts on Sunday, sorry, Saturday, has got real problems, I think. <laughs> they should not be back in Hearts in this match. I'm not saying St. Mirren's going to win this, but there's no case to be made for me in back in Hearts, just on the basis that their away form has been terrible. Plus, St. Mirren are very, very solid at home. Yeah, and uh, I mean, this St Mirren form, this start to the season, shouldn't be that much of a surprise. I've managed to see St Mirren a couple of times last season, thought they were really good, and they've been excellent under Stephen Robinson. Uh, yeah, he's done a great job, hasn't he? He's done a yeah. really, really good job, Stephen Robinson. I think St Mirren fans are worried that they'll lose him to someone else. Mm. Um, any job comes up, he's obviously mentioned for doing such a good job last season, but I think for St Mirren, it's just to try and maintain that. They're already, what, 10 points ahead of Aberdeen? Yeah. It's yeah. early in the season. You've got to expect Aberdeen and Hibs will kick on eventually. And I, I, I believe they both will, but that's a massive gap already this early in the season. And St. Mirren look, along with Motherwell, really strong contenders for top six. So that top six fight is going to be really interesting this season. Yeah, and a chance to go seven clear at Hearts if they win on Saturday, David. Uh, last week, an absolutely crucial win for Hearts uh, over Aberdeen. It was a game we spoke about at length in the podcast last week about how important it was for the, the two managers as well. Um, had they not won that, they'd be sitting in four points in ninth at the moment. Uh, but probably one of the big things for them was Liam Boyce returning. Um, he's had a horrendous year with injuries. First goal in a year, and he'll be important support for Shankland as the season goes on as well. I think. Yeah, I mean, obviously a massive win for them last week, and probably not a surprise. It's off the back of a, a midweek, uh, a free midweek. Mm. Um, obviously the European exploits ended with a, a hammering in, in Greece, but I think uh, boys, I think boys and Shankland. I, I know they played together last week, but they're quite similar. Um, they both kind of target Manny. Um, maybe Shankland's a little bit more of a box a box player than than Boyce, a, a, a pure finisher. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works together. I do think when I watched Hearts um, at, um, at Rosenborg, I, th- I thought they they had some nice, tidy little players, some quick wingers, sharp. But um, yeah, defensively they looked a little bit slow. So uh, uh, interesting to see how they progress this season. But yeah, that, that win was massive last week. I mean, this week, Greg said, you can't be back in Hearts. I'm going to back Hearts, but not to win. I don't care if they get pumped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they are the corner kings so far in um, in Scotland. They've racked up more corners than anyone uh, so far in the in the Premiership. 
um, this season they've hit, I think it's 48 corners, I think they've hit in um, the first uh, five first games. Wow. So, yeah, they've hit 48 corners and they're playing St Mirren, who are bottom of the corner corner count with only 20 this season. So, looking at Hearts corners, they've hit, um, they hit eight, sorry, nine last week against Aberdeen. They hit 16 against Motherwell. They hit eight against Dundee. Um, they've hit six against Kelly and they hit nine against St Johnston. So, really good numbers. Um, I could could back them to hit five, which yeah, it's not a, not a terrible price at one point seven two. But I prefer the corner the corner race, the classic Dev McDonald special corner race. <laughs> um, Hearts race to five two point two five, and I think that looks like a really good price for a team who are hitting big numbers against a team that are not hitting numbers. St Mirren have only hit five once this season. Um, they hit seven against Hibs, but since then they've hit four, four, two, and three. Hearts have hit five in every game, so yeah, five to four, two point two five. Um, no, it's not five to four, is it? Is it five to four? I don't know. Two point two five. Five to four. For the hearts to get to five corners first, and I like really like the look at that. Yeah, and they're, they're racking up corners away from home as well, averaging eight and a half um, away from home, as you say, compared to St Mirren's only four at home. So that looks a fairly decent shout altogether. Um, okay. Greg, anything to finish up on this game? No, I think that's a, a cracking angle from David. The Connors match bet as well. Um, 11 to 10 for Hearts to win the Connor match bet. <clears throat> but St Mirren do hit some pretty good numbers too. Over 10.5 match Connors is uh, even money. So I, I was probably expecting to see that line set at 11 and a half. So not a, not a bad shout also on the expectation that St Mirren will also hit some Connors too. Yeah, okay, so a couple of options in the corners markets there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's move on to Sunday. We've got Aberdeen v Ross County. Aberdeen away to Germany tonight. Tough fixture against Eintracht Frankfurt in the Europa Conference League. Come back to Petorji and face at Ross County, who we've kind of lauded on the, the podcast a wee bit, Greg. Um, they've had a fairly decent start to the season. Their two defeats have come against Celtic and Rangers. Drew Levy last week. Um, are we getting into must-win territory for Barry Robson? Absolutely, 100%. Now, I think you can see on social media, Aberdeen fans are starting to lose a bit of patience now with how they've started this season. Just one win this season, and that was an unconvincing win against Sterling Albion in the Cup. Obviously beating in Europe. they got European game tonight. As I said before, and I'll say it again, managing European football on a Thursday night and playing on a, thir- a Sunday is going to be difficult. Ross County will be fresh for this. No match, obviously, midweek. Have started the season really well. They'll be disappointed they never got a win last weekend against Livingston, having gone 1-0 up. But very solid start. They've got goal scorers. Aberdeen are a bit... I don't think you can back Aberdeen to win this match, to be fair. I know they have to. And they're just, I think they're 17 to 20 to win the match. I think Ross County will cause Aberdeen problems here. And I don't think Aberdeen will have it all their own way. But there's an angle here for me in corners. Aberdeen to win the corners match bet is 1 to 2. Now, Aberdeen this season so far have hit 9, 7, and 11 in their three home games this season. And I'm fully expecting them to hit some decent numbers again on Sunday. Uh, they'll have most of the ball. Ross County will try and hit on the break, I think. And Aberdeen 1 to 2. Doubled up with Hibs is a just under even money for a Hibs Aberdeen corners match bet double. Nice one, um, David. Tonight Aberdeen are a massive twenty-two to one <laughs> to win in Germany. Um, does that still feel a bit short? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a game you just can't see them winning, and, and it's 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 kind of sad in a way that um, a team in a lower league like Scottish. Premiership compared to like one of the big four, they just don't have a chance when they go away. Really, like financially, the gulf is just enormous. Like I know Celtic were complaining that's completely insignificant compared to Aberdeen's gulf and financial um, yeah, ability compared to a team like Frankfurt. So yeah, I think uh, Frankfurt, who are unbeaten in Bundesliga so far this season, um, one win, three draws. I think yeah, it's, it's going to be a really really tough night um, for Aberdeen. Just on yeah. that point about tonight's game for Aberdeen, they are five to six to hit three corners, which I think is interesting. I, I really don't know how much of the ball they're going to have this match tonight, which always puts you off this bet a little bit. But it's a free hit for Aberdeen tonight, and to hit three corners at five to six probably isn't the worst of shouts. 
I probably won't back it, but I just I just noticed that this afternoon, this morning that yeah. Aberdeen are quite a decent place to hit three corners. Yeah, I mean you say it's a free hit. The last thing they need is to be going down three, four, five. Mm. You know, ahead of ahead of Sunday, it could be could be quite. Um... If they lose tonight and lose against Ross County, <coughs> the dice will be out for Barry Robson. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Aberdeen might have a decision to make. I'm not sure who they've got the following week, Aberdeen, but I think get through tonight with some pride. They go to Ibrox next week, so that's not Do ideal. Yeah. Well, there you go. That just shows you how important in this game on yeah. Sunday is to Aberdeen. It's Barry. Yeah. It's a massive. It's his biggest game as manager on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking on Sunday, I do, I do have a wee angle on this one as well. I think, I think, back on the back of what will be a really tough European night, um, Ross County's form being not bad at the start of the season. I think um, you're getting ten to eleven on Ross County to score and to hit at least three corners. Um, they scored in four of their five games. Just Rangers have stopped them scoring, um, and they've hit, um, they've hit at least three corners in four of their five games as well. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I think there's a great good chance of them scoring at Pitology at the weekend, and I'm sure they'll rack up three corners. And uh, yeah, ten eleven for that looks like a decent price. Yeah, and they've got Simon Murray back amongst the goals as well. He scored yeah. in his last two games. Um, and we spoke, Greg, about the attacking options that Ross <coughs> County have got at the moment. They do, yeah. Obviously, <coughs> Simon Murray's come up, done well. They've got Brophy, Jordan White, somebody else who I like a lot. So, definitely goals in that Ross County side. And I do like that angle from David. I, I can see Ross County scoring on, on Sunday. But that that was even better for the corners element. And I do think Aberdeen will rack up a fair few. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of angles there on that. Aberdeen. Just one more point. Sorry on the Ross County element in terms of cards. The one to three to hit two cards. Now it'd be unthinkable really for Ross County to go there and not hit two cards. Uh, so that one to three shot again something to double up or something else. Yeah. Maybe a previous card bet at Livingston. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, another Sunday game due to Rangers playing in Europe tonight. They play Real Betis tonight. I guess the injuries are starting to pile up a wee bit for Michael Beale as well. No Cantwell, no Raskin, no Danilo, I think it is, that's out as well for Rangers. Um, tough game tonight against Real Betis, and that could have some influence on the atmosphere on Sunday if things don't go well tonight, David. Yeah, I mean, I think Rangers' season, it could have been, they could have been in such a better mood if, um, well, if that goal had been allowed against Celtic and they'd won four out of the first five. Top of the league, or, or yeah, probably top of the league. It would have been a lot better, but they lost to Old Firm, they've lost to Kelly. Um, European form, obviously, they lost to PSV 5 1, which is a, re- a real hammering. And this is a yeah, a real tough game tonight. I think um, Real Betis probably likely come and have a, a lot of the possession. Most of the Spanish teams seem to play on the front foot. They are on the, off the back of a hammer in themselves. Yeah. Barcelona beat them 5-0 at the weekend. Um, they've also lost a lot of goals. They lost four against Athletic uh, Club um, to Athletic Bilbao. So maybe their away form hasn't been so good so far this season. But um, yeah, a really tough tough game for Rangers tonight. And I think it, I think with the injuries, it makes it a little bit harder for them to rotate uh, come Sunday. Yeah, um, and against Motherwell, Greg, who, as we say, have had a terrific start to the season themselves, don't have a good record at Ibrox at all. Uh, and had this been at Fur Park, we might have been discussing the possibility of a Motherwell win. Not so sure they can go to Ibrox and win. But again, a bad result for Rangers tonight and things could be a wee bit toxic at Ibrox on Sunday. Yeah, it could be. 1-4 to four for the home win. I, I do fully expect them to win this match on Sunday. Motherwell's good works tend to be done at home. On the Motherwell element, though, they are 4-5 to five to hit three corners. They're bearing in mind Livingston hit four there at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Ross County hit them for four. And even Little St. Johnson got three against them. Um, Motherwell to hit three corners is 4-5. to five. So, again, a possible angle there um, on the corners front. Yeah, hard to find an angle in this one, I think, until this evening's game. I wouldn't be wanting to get involved in, in Rangers winning this one, especially at such short prices. The one at four, I don't think it's the worst of places. To be fair, I, I expected them to be a little bit shorter than one at four Rangers so, for this match. So, so that's you get your eye on a two to five and a one to four <laughs> this weekend. Oh, doubles up really well. Doubles up well. <laughs> uh, okay, 
But that's us done for the Premiership. We'll recap all those bets at the end of the podcast. Let's have a look at the Championship, guys. Uh, Ruth Rovers moved top of the table, uh, largely due to the United dropping points at Morton last. Uh, sorry, at home to Morton last weekend. Uh, we'll get to Ruth Rovers shortly. They are away to Airdrie. Then United are away to Inverness, Cali, Thistle, Greg, and they are. Manager list at the moment. I see that Charlie Christie and John Robertson are in temporary charge, but Billy Dodds was sacked less than three months after leading the team out at Hamden in the Scottish Cup final. But it was nine games without a win for him, uh, and there's a fair list of names lining up um, in terms of the betting for who might take over the Inverness Cali job. Callum Davidson at the top of the queue. Well, I think he's down the queue a little bit now. Oh, is he? I, yeah. I can't remember who's top, but there's a couple of people above him now. But I think I shared this bet on Saturday night. Uh, so getting well ahead of the game for this weekend's bets. And I did say the pressure starting to mount on Billy Dodds. And if United win this, it'll probably put a final nail in the coffin to his tenure there. Obviously, he's gone. So that's been done. But Dungeon United away from home, I think we've said a few times, much better than they are at home, United. So they struggled at home at Tanadice this season, United. A couple of draws and a, a kind of narrow win against Airdrie. But away from home, they beat Arbroath 4 0 and away at Air 3 0. So I think it maybe suits them playing away from home, United. And it's hard to see past a United win here. I think Louis Moltz kind of hit the ground running at United. He'll finish that league top goal scorer, I'd, I'd imagine. And we've backed down United here to score two goals at 11 to 10, which I think is a great price. I think United will win this one. And if they do win it, they'll score more than once. Is this one of those games where you're torn between the outright win and the goals? Yeah, it really was. I often split stakes. I just think, given United's scoring form away from home so far, I think if they are going to win this one, I don't see them winning this one now, United. So in that respect, I've backed United to score two. Against the Inverness side, who are massively toiling, and are much preferred Billy Dorst to to still be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's no new manager in place yet. It's, it's the same group of players. You often find that when a manager leaves, that team tend to perform well in the next match. Hopefully that's not the case, but you, know, you don't need to win this match. You just need to score two. Yeah, so um, that's the angle this week. <clears throat> uh, David, hard to make a case for Inverness in this one. The only thing that you'd really cling on to is the fact that Dodds is now gone and there is a new management team in place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 it. You would kind of hope that something positive happens. Um, there is obviously something not right. That's usually the case when a manager gets sacked. That the the players are in disagreement with them, or something's just not quite right there. So, yeah, maybe a, a fresh face. Um, whether yeah, I mean, sometimes the assistant is better liked than the manager, or, or but we'll see. I mean, Charlie Christie's a, a bit of an Inverness legend, so he's been there for a long time. I think so. I think, uh, yeah, I think they should be better than they have been, but I can't see them getting a result against United to do look do look strong. It has to be said. Yeah, and their away form has been impressive so far as well. So, yeah, okay. So Greg's tip for that one is over one and a half to the United goals. Possibly might encourage people to have a look at the, the outright market on Dundee United to win it as well, which I think is ten to eleven at the moment. Um, Another team at the top of the table uh, is Wraith Rovers. They're away to Airdrie on Saturday. This one isn't a, a gimme for Wraith Rovers, uh, David. Airdrie have won their two at home, uh, lost their three away so far. Um, so not an easy ground for them to go to. Ah, it's a horrible place to go. I don't know why. I always <laughs> didn't enjoy going to Shybury. It's still called the Shybury, probably not. Uh, Excelsior, uh, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Excelsior, I think. Uh, I always didn't enjoy going there. It's just, I don't know why. It's, I think it was windy and the pitch was massive. And yeah, a really tough place to go. Wraith have started the season brilliantly. Obviously, four wins out of five, unbeaten. Just that um, just that draw it for Hill to the, the only dropped points. So, They'll be going for the confidence. I don't think it's an unfair price, uh, 2.3. But, yeah, as you say, Airdrie's won for them. They've won two out of two. And just, uh, yeah, just just not an easy place to go. And I think, Greg, they've got... Wraith Rovers have got the United in two weeks' time. They'll be desperate to be top of the table going into that clash. Yeah, they, they will be. They've got a two-point gap at the moment. Obviously, that late goal against Inverness, sealing Billy Dodd's fate. We did say last week we expected them to win. They were a very good price last weekend, Wraith, when the prices first came out, just a shade above evens, to be fair. 
but I agree with David. This is a really tough game. And if Wraith were to drop points on Saturday, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you. I know yeah. I've been championing in Wraith this season so far, and they've been good to us on the channel. Um, I'm probably more inclined to go for goals in this match. Over 2.5 match goals, pays 4 to 5. Wraith yeah. are a good price, 30 to 10, but Airdrie have been good at home, and I'm expecting them to do a lot of their good work at home. So yeah. I would probably stay away from backing Wraith. Although I do think they had a good price, I just think the goals looks a, a safer option, and I'm probably expecting Wraith to score, but I'm also expecting Airdrie to score as well. Okay, <laughs> a lot of cover there. Uh, so I probably best left alone in terms of the outright market, but uh, maybe a goals angle. Um, David, let's really look at Dunfermline at home to Morton. They're ticking along quite nicely. Dunfermline sitting in six, just one defeat so far this season. Uh, the visitors, an important point for them last weekend at Tanadice because that was off the back of three defeats. But you quite fancied in Fairland to, to get the better of them this weekend. Yeah, I mean, as you say, Morton um, got a decent result at Tanadice last week. But before that, well beaten um, by Thistle 4-1, well beaten by Arbor 3-0. And uh, beaten before that by Ray. So not uh, conceding a lot of goals and... Um, yeah, they scoring quite a few as well, but I think against the Dunfermline team who have always been always been decent at home uh, historically, but um, so far just lost that one game, which was um, a home game against Wraith, the Derby, obviously. Um, every game's been tight, I will say. They, they've won 2-1, they've drawn a couple of games, uh, one each, lost 1-0, and then last week uh, they had a really good win at Queen's Park, 2-0, so I think off the back of last week, um, back home and against a Morton team who have not won in four, I think even money for the for the home win looks like a, a pretty decent price. Yeah, I don't know if that stood out for you, Greg, at all. It does. I think although Morton got a point last weekend, if you watch or have seen the Morton goal, <laughs> it's an absolute calamity from the Yes, that's right. They've that's actually right. given them a goal basically. So really poor defenders <clears> plus they went down to ten men united, so Bit fortuitous. Obviously, a great point for them. But as David said, prior to that, they've been pretty poor, Morton, and I'd I'd be inclined to probably get on the Fairman here as well at home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, could be for Hill for thrills yet again this Saturday. They welcome our broth to Mary Hill. Uh, brilliant result for Thistle last weekend. Greg smashed their four 0 on the Friday night. I think they're now the top goal scorers in Scotland, averaging nearly three a game. I think there's been 20 goals in their five matches. A both aren't too far behind them, to be fair. There's 18 goals in their five games. So I have got my notes over two and a half goals, 11 to 10 on Saturday. Cracking price. I, think I must have missed that one. That's, yeah. a, that's a really good price, given how many goals this were scoring. Obviously, we were kind of writing off our both three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was probably one of them, but they've come back really strongly. I must say that they have been, they have played an air side who were struggling, a Liverpool side who were in dire form, and Airdrie, I think, will do most of their good work at home. But you can't take that away from them. They've done a, a really good couple of weeks, our growth, propelled them right up the league, and they'll make this difficult for Thistle on Saturday. And I think the goals angle is really good. Obviously, Brian Graham will be the division's top goal scorer still at the moment. Wallace is playing well as well. So, yeah, I think goals is a really good shout for this one. Yeah, I was really surprised to see that price at 11-10, to 10, to be honest. I thought it would be the other side of evens, David. Yeah, as you say, top scorers in, in the country, 14 goals in their six games so far. Yeah, <clears throat> scoring scoring plenty. And, um, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I think this game's got goals written all over it. Two teams going in with a little bit of confidence in and um should be a good attacking game on, on uh, Saturday. Yeah. Who are you getting 10, 11 to ten from, sorry? Yeah, uh, that was at bet three six five. I think it's seven to ten. It's eleven to ten under. Unless it's just changed. I'm now doubting myself, but I'm pretty sure it was eleven to ten. But seven to ten makes a lot more sense. Yeah, seven to ten. I'll just check. It's seven to ten for over two and a half goals. That seems. I think they were two point five at eleven to ten. That looks massive. Um, maybe it's been back ten, but yeah, seven to ten now for for goals. And I, I still think um, over two point five goals is a really good shot for this game. 
must be my age catching up with me. <laughs> uh, okay, there's one other game that we've not touched on yet, and that's Queen's Park v Air United. Uh, it's now three weeks, three defeats in a row for Queen's Park. Greg, they were beaten 2 0 at Dunfermline. Um, and I was wondering if you'd heard, heard any injury updates from Stuart, friend of the podcast. No, nothing new. I still think, obviously, Air are trying to rebuild that midfield. They've obviously got some younger players from down south coming up. I don't think they played that badly in spells last week against Thistle. I think 4-0, obviously, it's a bit of a doing, but I think for a good half an hour, Ayr played pretty well on Friday night. But away to Queen's Park, Queen's Park at home, definitely could be backing Ayr at 12-5. And I think the Queen's Park at just a shade below evens isn't the worst of shouts, given Ayr's current form at the moment. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get on Queen's Park, the yeah. one of your old teams, um, after three defeats. Yeah, as as you would you you would fancy them to be here, but it seems like yeah, it seems like they they started the season obviously not pretty, pretty well with three wins, but yeah, since then it's just uh, it's not looking not looking too great. Haven't I mean, it's three three hard games like away to Thistle, away to Wraith, and then Ed and Fairman last week so it's three tougher games so if they were going to bounce back this is probably as good as a game you as you'll get a home game against air but yeah it's tough to back from uh, the other side of evens yeah i think uh, the, the defeat didn't firm is probably the biggest alarm bells really isn't it yeah i think so yeah okay let's have a wee look at league one where falkirk and hamilton are top of the table with 16 points uh, we've got a couple of bets in here Craig potentially. Uh, let's have a look at Montrose v Stirling Albion and you're all on the Montrose bus at the moment, eh? I am and for good reason. It's now uh, a hat-trick of wins now for Stuart Petrie's side who are finally getting into their groove after what you have to say has been a pretty dismal start. That kind of kicked off a, a 3-2 win away at Queen in the South, which was very surprising. They then went and beat Cove 2-0 in the Challenge Cup and they blew away in the city. 5-2 last week. We got on them at 10-11. to 11. I think it went off at 1-2. to 2. So an absolute gift from the bookies last week. And most this is it's not in the same category this match. Still an Albion half had a solid start to the season, but 6-5 on the whole win here looks a bit big for me against a newly promoted side who were soundly beaten. And you'll hate, you'll hate me saying that, Paul. Soundly beaten last week <laughs> at, at Arran. So, Montrose at home, in really good form, scoring goals. I, I think 6-5 is an absolute steal for this match. Yeah, I'm not going to try and talk you out of this, but Montrose have lost two of three at home. And I know that was due to a bad start, but that's what I'm pinning my sterling hopes on this weekend. Yeah, uh, I'd rather look at the, the fact they've won the last three. Yeah, I mean, they're I in really good shape coming into this. I think that's fair. And it was a sore one for, for Stirling away at Annan last week. Um, so yeah, Tough I think place that... to go, Gallabank. Not easy. <laughs> from, <laughs> from experience, did uh, Nah, nah, we used to batter them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Contradiction Podcast. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on that one, David? No, I've not really been uh, too up to date with the with the league one. Obviously, I, I keep up to up with Falkirk, and, and it seems like Falkirk have finally got their act together this season. But if Hamilton have also like, got their act together, away, David, Hamilton, six, six well, you know, if Hamilton have also got their act together, they might still not win the league anyway. So yeah, um, I do. This, this, I've been three of my former teams, so four. Jesus, four, four of my former teams in that league. I've, I mean. Uh, pick, take your the pick, mighty take, have fallen, David. <laughs> yes, yes. They, I played with every uh, three of the three of them. I played with in the championship, but uh, yeah, still an Albion. They've they've got better since. Yeah, yeah. Who are you supporting then? Who you want to go? No, up? I, I do want for Falk. I had a really good time at Falkirk, so I do want Falkirk to to get the job done. I think they're a bigger club than than uh, League One, and they really need to yeah. get themselves back up. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like Falkirk, Hamilton are on 16 points at the moment. They're away to Queen of the South at the weekend. Queen of the South narrowly beaten at Falkirk last weekend in the 8th minute goal uh, they conceded there. And that ended a run of eight consecutive games of over two and a half hand both teams to score. David, but you quite fancy goals to return at Palmerston this weekend. Yeah, let's get back on it. I think goals goals at Palmerston... Um... Looks pretty, looks pretty solid this year. That Queen, Queen of the South have, um, have come out of the block scoring goals. They've scored twelve, conceded eleven um, against a Hamilton team that have scored eleven themselves. 
So Hamilton usually have been keeping it quite tight. They've only conceded three so far in the first six games, but I think over two and a, over two and a half. Uh, and this game is going to be part of a part of a double, a League One over two and a half double. Yep, let's hear the other half. Yeah, I mean the the other one is the the, the battle at the bottom, um, Edinburgh City against Cove. I think uh, Edinburgh City obviously really really struggling this year. Six defeats out of six, just been beaten five two. They've conceded sixteen goals so far this year, so not ideal. They're at home to Cove, a game that um, yeah both will be desperate to win. I think Cove. Cove obviously had only one win, one win this season, but it was a really good away win at Montrose. Um, so I, I think they'll be they'll be keen to get back to winning ways, but I think it's just a game of goals in it, given in Edinburgh's um, form. So the over two and a half double um, pays three point zero six, and I think it's uh, I think that looks like a, f- a fair price given the the teams involved. Yeah, Tell you what, great. David Paul Hartley, he's another man under pressure. Yeah, for a dismal start having obviously come down from the championship last season only obviously in the city below them so they really need to get a win here to kick start their season but yeah I like the look of goals here and I, again I can yeah. see both sides scoring and you, and you wonder about Hartley as well if if he if he gets sacked from Cove like what's his next job you think it's not going to be a lot of offers on the table no definitely not could be no. the Amis <laughs> yeah on oh, no, that uh, Edinburgh game, Edinburgh's form is just absolutely dire. Those six defeats knocked out of the Cup Tisco Pride as well. And as we know, Greg, Cove have potentially got goals in them. Mitch Meganson with two last week. Yeah, he's not been that prolific this season so far. I think that was his third goal of the season. But yeah, two goals late on in the second half last weekend. I think Cove will be looking to him this weekend to, to get back in the score sheet. And it'd be interesting to see if Cove were to lose this match, what happens to Hartley because... It would put them obviously just three points, two points ahead of Edinburgh City at the bottom, and probably even more worryingly, Cove are expected to be challenging for promotion, mm. and that would that would leave them potentially a good twelve points behind Falkirk and Hamilton. So, a massive game for Cove, and I must admit that price, David, for over two and a half goals in this game looks massive. Uh, yeah, the yeah the single in that game was um, was one point seven. So yeah. That was a single for Edinburgh Cove, but the double Queen, uh, for Cove, the Cove game and the Queen South game is 3.06. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to those, we'll recap those at the end of the podcast. Two games we've not had a look at, Annan v Alloa, I don't have any notes for whatsoever. Kelty v Hearts, uh, I don't have much either. Any of you guys fancy anything either of those? Well, I think Annan obviously getting that win last week was huge for them. Alloa are so inconsistent, so a match best left alone. Yep. And I guess you could say all aboard the, the Falkirk title challenge. You'd expect them to beat Kelty Hearts. A bit short at 8 to 11. Not a massive fan of short odds on in the low leagues in Scotland. But you'd have to imagine Falkirk start the season very, very well and should get the job done. Yeah. David? Yeah, you'd fancy, fancy Falkirk at Kelty, I think. They, they seem to... Uh, yeah, hopefully they've, they've signed the right players this year and they seem to be scoring goals and... Um, Conceding fewer as well, so I think I think it's a an away win, but it is it's short. Yeah. Away away from home is is short. Yeah, it's always a worry. Okay, let's have a well. I don't know. Are we going to have a look at League Two? It is yeah, absolutely. We'll have a look. It is absolutely <laughs> mental, and I, I think I've worked out any one of six teams could be top of the table on Saturday night. The bear in mind, there's only ten teams in the league. Um, <laughs> Well, you've got four teams them. joint top. Yeah, four teams joint top. Peterhead, a point behind in fifth, and Spartans, another further point behind uh, in nine uh, on nine points. So, yeah, we always said, Greg, that this league just looked a basket case in terms of betting. Yeah, and poor Dev got stung last weekend on Dumbarton away at Elgin. Yeah. I think they were quite short odds on away from home, Dumbarton. So, I guess the rule of thumb for this league is you do not back any side away from home odds on in this league <laughs> it's such a strange league honestly anyone could be anyone in this league it's such a difficult league to back on the win draw win market um, nine of the sides this weekend are odds against mm-hmm. uh, only Spartans are a shade below evens so it's a very difficult card now podcast favourite Stranraer are at home to Forfar Stranraer have been good to us this season I think three winners already this season from Stranraer all at home but they got pummeled 5-0 last week away to Stenhouse Muir and I'm always loath to back a side who've just 
been heavily beaten. Forfar haven't had the greatest of starts either. They're only, I think, second bottom. Forfar only yeah. play below them. Um, I think I've mentioned a few times, Stranraer's home form is fantastic. I think it's only four defeats now in 22 home matches. They've drifted a little bit. They were even money, I think, at the weekend. They're now into five to four. That would be the only one I would look at um, this weekend in what is a really, really difficult, difficult um, league to bite on. Yeah, I think any time you're getting Stranraer at five to four against a team that's second bottom, you've got to give it some consideration anyway. Um, anything standing out for you in League Two, David? Uh, I have to, honestly that that was the only game that was standing out for me was a Stranraer home win um, against Forfar. I thought that looked like a decent price, but yeah, that that was literally the only one, only one that really stood out for me. Yeah, okay. Let's wrap it up there. Um, can you guys just give us a wee recap of your bets this weekend? Start with you, uh, Greg. Yeah, so I'll have something from the Livingston Celtic match on Saturday kickoff at lunchtime. But in the Premiership, I've got one bet so far, and that is an Aberdeen and Hibs match corner double. So both sides to win the corner count in the respective matches, and that pays a shade below evens at 19 to 20. Into the Championship, Inverness v Dungeon United, and I'm taking Dungeon United over 1.5 match goals at 11 to 10. I think that's now shortened now into even money. And into League One, Montrose at home to Stirling Albion. Montrose to win that match at six to five. I think that's now into a limited ten. And also have another bet from League One in the Edinburgh City versus Cove match that I'll be sharing on the channel. Okay, and David. Yeah, uh, starting in the Premiership, I'm looking at Hearts um, at St Mirren in the race to five corners. That's two point two five. Ross County going to Aberdeen. Um, uh, on Sunday, and that is no, sorry, that's uh, that is Sunday. Yeah, um, that is Ross County to score at least one goal and to hit at least three corners. That is one point nine. Down to the Championship, Dunfermline to beat Morton. That is even money. And down in League One, the over two and a half goals double in the Edinburgh City game and the Queen of the South games. That is a three point zero six uh, over two and a half double. Yeah. Good stuff, thank you very much. Now don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter. It's uh, at Browning84 Greg uh, for Greg and David is at dweatherston 11 And of course, if you're not already a member of Greg's private channel, all the details are on his Twitter account if you want to sign up there. Uh, our Norwegian podcast with David will be uh, available very shortly, uh, if it's not already. So make sure you catch that as well this week ahead of the weekend action and the latest season in Oberstligen. And that's us for this week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next weekend. So best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Good luck. <laughs>